0: This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now let's talk to
1: Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. And today I am talking with Milton Burl's lovely wife, Ruth. Ruth Burl is not only a good friend of mine, but one who never ceases to amaze me with her interest and her activities. She is a wife and a mother, and yet, like thousands of women today, she is concerned with community welfare be it education, politics, or a particular problem that society is faced with. And at the moment, we are going to discuss Synanon, a relatively new and amazing method used in the rehabilitation of drug addicts. Ruth, dear, thank you for coming. (laughs) Thanks, Lucy. Uh, For the benefit of our listeners, what is Synanon? Lucy,
0: Synanon is a, a miracle, I guess. Actually and factually, it's a way of treating drug addicts uh, that has never been tried before. Uh, started here in California, but is, has places throughout the country. It's based on, a, on a, a feeling of the need for a family of the addicts and the talking out of the problems. Uh, the man who started Sinanon, a man named uh, Chuck Diederich, who is the only one actually connected with Sinanon, who is not a former addict. He, he's a former alcoholic. And he he uh, spent some time in AA and was cured of his alcoholism, and he took that AA theory, and developed it a long, long way. Number one, he felt that addicts needed more than the weekly meetings; they needed to be in one place at one time, but not a not a federal prison, not anything with that kind of uh, connotation connotation of uh, you know discipline. Uh, criminal all that sort of thing
1: so what is uh is it a building someplace yes that's uh, called Sinon
0: it's called Cinnanon wherever it is <clears throat> i'll tell you about the house in Santa Monica, which is the one that I go to it's on the beach in california it's a former armory national Guard armory. There are four floors um, one floor houses men, one floor houses the office, another floor houses uh the women uh and the main floor would be the meeting room, the dining room, et cetera.
1: How many do they keep in that one house? I
0: think in this house now there are uh, somewhere 400, something like that. 400 Mm -hmm. in one house? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not one house, actually. There are little houses that are rented in the area because, remember, there are wives involved and children, and whenever possible they try to... Oh. make some kind of relationship go uh, go on. Not at the beginning, not uh-huh. certainly f- usually for the first six months. Mm-hmm. It, there are so many things involved, that, Lucy, that I don't want to lose the point of the mm-hmm. basic thinking of Synanon, and then I'll get into the business with the wife and children. Mm-hmm. They meet in groups called Synanons, directed by one of the men, uh, Chuck or Reed Kimball or Jack Hurst or any one of the men who are the directors. In that Synanon, they tell each other what's wrong. Now, it's very much like group therapy, except without a doctor, Mm -hmm. because there are no doctors involved with this. Mm -hmm. Now, by they can yell and scream and use any kind of language they want to. They can suddenly discover that the man... They will suddenly discover that the man yelling at him and telling him how rotten he is is telling him that because he likes him, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is telling him that also because he has... Been through it. He has been there too, and there. The minute you walk into that house, there is no alcohol. There is no medication of any kind allowed. I think band-aids possibly are the only thing that's there, and it is absolutely necessary for one uh, resident to tell any of the directors the very minute he sees that another resident has had dope or a pill or a beer, uh-huh. because it is absolutely forbidden. Uh, The director of the house is the father, in a way. He'll discipline anyone who's wrong. Uh, He will praise him if he's good. Uh, It's very much a bunch of brothers and sisters living together. I must say that the women and men are are separated, but they're all under one roof and and being guided. Uh, They start in barracks. You come in, you scrub floors, you clean bathrooms, you do whatever. As you progress, as you go through another... Clean man day is what it's called. Another day without drugs is called another clean man day. And you accumulate clean man days. And as you say, after 30 days, you've spent 30 days as a clean man, you're moved perhaps into a room with 10 men. And then as you spend, say, six more months, you're then moved into a room with two men. And your job becomes more important, not quite as menial. So you do have something to look forward to. After a while, uh, we have uh, two trucks, I believe, a Volkswagen and something else. Uh, You go out on that, pick up things. Everything is donated, clothing, food, milk, paper, hairspray, toothbrushes, whatever. Nothing is spent uh, on anything except the aiding of the men, the actual books that may be needed. Outside of the synonym, I must go back to that, any swearing is forbidden, Any kind of obscenity is forbidden. Any kind of bad manners is absolutely
1: forbidden. Outside of the meeting. Outside of the Senate In the Mm synod,
0: you can release anything you want and say anything you want, but once you leave the meeting, you must be well-behaved and a gentleman. And it's very, very strongly enforced. There's always a resistance to drug addiction. In most areas where a house is open, the members of that community will try to get the house closed and get them out of there. The members of synod know that they must be five times as good as anyone else in order to sell themselves Mm -hmm. to that community. But there's always that resistance, and there, I suppose, will be until people understand uh, that drug addiction is a problem that must be helped, not shunted away to somebody else to do something
1: about. Ruth, I'm curious, um, the average addict that is walking around thinking of killing themselves or what do they do next... Uh, how do they get in to Synanon? Do they just walk in? And mm-hmm. then what do they go through to prove that they... How, how long are they given to prove themselves that they really can understand how much help this is going to be and, and how they're going to embrace what they have to do? How do they determine? Uh, it used to be that they would just walk in at the mm-hmm. beginning. The mm-hmm. door would open, they would walk in and say, please help me,
0: and someone would just take them and so forth. The door is not locked, they can walk out anytime they want to, but if they come back having used drugs, uh, they will maybe be given one more chance. Now, because the house is full, and until the, we have more money to send them to another house where there is room, they have to be uh, interviewed, not in, but they have to call and make an appointment. And if they're five minutes late for the appointment, that appointment is canceled, and they call and make another one. That's the beginning of the discipline of the house. Right. But the minute he walks in that door, he's an ex-addict. Mm-hmm. The very minute, he may have had a shot five minutes before, but the minute he walks in, he is no longer a user because mm-hmm. he's never going to use it again. Mm-hmm. There's almost a religious feeling down there, Lucy. I got it, I must say, that it's, it's like you, someone has been saved from, the, from death. You are just about to die, and suddenly a miracle happened. We have at Sinanon the most incredible history of ex-addicts. Uh, so many now, uh, men and women who were users for so many years who have not touched it in the five, six years now that Synanon has been in existence. And where once before they said, a heroin addict cannot be cured, can never be cured. But we know that for six years, someone who had been addicted for 20 years
1: and could never quit
0: has suddenly not touched the stuff for six years.
1: The average, uh, the percentage of people that have been helped, I understand, is phenomenal. Yes, it is. And proven. Our time is up again for today, Ruth, but... Um, well, I
0: appreciate your letting me talk about it, Lucy. I feel so strongly about it, and I'm delighted that that you were interested enough to ask me to come here. Well, Thanks thank you. Lot. I
1: think it's a very real problem uh, that society is faced with, and I think it's just great that one organization called Synanon is attempting to find some of the answers. And I think that uh, with the help of people who begin to understand what it is, I think it has even a better chance. I hope you've enjoyed listening. I have been talking to Mrs. Milton Burl. We have been talking about Synanon, an organization that is attempting to do something about drug addiction. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and my guest again today is Milton Burl's lovely wife, Ruth. Ruth is a very old friend of mine, and she happens to have one of the most enchanting children that I have ever seen. And sometimes when Ruth and Milton are away, I just go to the house to visit the child. He really is something special. Ruth, I ask you to come in today because I got a very uh, exciting message. I understand for the first time in many, many years, there are plenty of children available in most all of the communities all over America, as opposed to the way it used to be, like, say, 20 years ago, when you had to stand in line and wait maybe three years to adopt a child. Little Billy that little doll that you adopted is so sensational i thought perhaps you'd like to talk to us today, today about the joys of of having billy
0: oh lucy i hope i have uh, about 2 months <laughs> talking time <laughs> because uh, i'm as I'm worse than any, other, any mother I've ever met in my life. I never thought I would be, but I'm just impossible. But that's another story.
1: <laughs> uh, I had
0: heard the same thing recently, Lucy, that suddenly there are more children than adoptive parents. And I don't think too many people know no, about No, I was, uh, well, you said 20 years ago. I know three, year, three years ago, uh, three and a half years ago, when Milton and I decided to adopt uh, a child, uh, we were told that we would have to wait, and they, they just simply couldn't give us any uh, period of time. I will say too that Milton and I were um, <laughs> middle aged, I think I'll say kindly. <laughs> no, honestly, Milton was 53 and I was 41, almost 41. <laughs> there were, at that time, I think they may have, those uh, limitations I think have been lifted now. I think it was 45 for the father and 38 for the mother, and we were beyond that. So that in addition to being over the age limit, Uh, there were simply no children available. Uh, We eventually uh, got Billy through a private doctor. We still were checked by the uh, Bureau of Adoptions and, of course, went to court, and he became legally ours after, well, I guess when he was about eight months old. I'm delighted for the opportunity to talk about it because, number one, the fact that there are children waiting is marvelous, and number two, if there are men and women who are childless who think that perhaps they're too old. Uh, I'd like to do everything I can to convince them otherwise. Number one, I have a husband who is uh, nuts. He's got to be nuts because he's an actor, (laughs) and I don't know why. That's number one. And he has the idiosyncrasies, the uh, uh, special mentality, as well as the talent that goes with the but, of course, you understand all that, Lou, don't you? I love him dearly. Yes, I know. He loves you, too. <laughs> he keeps saying it should have been burly, Lou. But uh, with that kind of man and with the strange, abnormal kind of life that show business brings, I look back on my life before we got Billy, and I, I'm terribly ashamed. It was a life that was wasted. It was a life of running a house and traveling with my husband and having lunch with the girls and working in the community as well. But I was so empty. I was so unfulfilled. And I refused to uh, get a dog, <laughs> as so many <laughs> other people do, and and go through that kind of thing. And I just can't fill the day enough with fun and uh, fury at this <laughs> little devil. But it's uh, it's, I suppose, what every mother knows, but which I never knew before. And at 41, it was not tough, and it was not impossible, and I was not too old, and neither was Milton, and the baby cried, and all those things happened that happened to all children. And we managed beautifully, and when uh, Milton had to be away, over a period of time, that, that baby was on an airplane when he was four weeks old. Yes. And he's, I think he's almost got 100,000 hours now on a plane. <laughs> he, says, don't, he says to me, don't worry, Mom, that noise is the, the pilot putting the wheels down. Oh. You know, now he takes care of me on the airplane. How old is Billy now? He's three. Three and three, three months. He's three going on 38. <laughs> yes. Three and three months. And he goes to school. Oh, to he's Montessori fantastic. school and loves it. And he's bright and he's marvelous and he's an absolute joy. So those people who may be listening who who may have thought that, well, the, the, you know, the boat sailed, I, sh- I should have done it when I was young or whatever. If there's anything I can do or say to convince you that you're so wrong, I, I'll do my best. <laughs> you can get not only one but two or three now, oh, yes. I understand. Oh, yes. Isn't absolutely. that great? Mm-hmm. But uh, all the, I think I'll just, I'm sure it works that, this way. I know about California, and I'm sure it's pretty much the same. At least it's very easy to find out how it works in your state call your county or state Bureau of Adoptions. I would start with the county Bureau of Adoptions, look it up in the phone book, and say I would like to adopt a baby, and they'll say maybe you've got the wrong number, lady, and they will tell you where to call. Uh, In California, I know it's the county Bureau of Adoptions, and just they will ask you to come down, or they will send you an application. And it's long, and you have to fill it out, but they're careful about those babies, too. They don't just give them to anybody who asks for them. And when they come and interview you well i tell you you're a nervous wreck well you just know that they're the, the lady's looking at you and you're saying all the wrong things and oh i tell you it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life i was so nervous
1: it was all but, worth uh, it though wasn't oh, it oh of course
0: <clears throat> and they're so nice they really are they just want to make sure that that baby is going into a home that uh, that is going to be a happy
1: home what about home. the uh, doctor uh, adoption route is that uh, very different can uh, your personal physician help you in any yes. way yes
0: if you're personal physician well I'll tell you about my case Uh, a doctor had heard that Milton and I were thinking about or wanted a baby at that time actually we were just thinking about it I wanted a baby so desperately but I was afraid I thought maybe I was too old and I think Milton was you know a little hesitant too but the doctor called and said that there will be a baby born on such and the mother will not be able to keep the child an unmarried young girl I then met with a doctor, and we met with a doctor, I should say, and the doctor told us a little bit about the background of the mother and father of the child. Uh, he, of course, if, if, if religious background is important to, to you, the doctor, of course, will tell you that. It wasn't to us. Uh, as long as the mother and father were healthy, th- that was my primary concern. But one thing I did say to the doctor... Please do everything you can to convince this girl to keep the baby. If there's any possible way, if the boy can marry her, or whatever the circumstances are, please tell her every reason you can think of about why it's so important for her not to give her child up. Because in California, the mother can change her mind after six, until six months, so that you can pick that baby up and when he's three or four days old, take him into your home, and, you losing. Know, is, and then in five months, the mother can go and say, whoever took my baby, I changed it's, my mind. It's
1: nice for the mother, but and it's And it has tough. happened.
0: It happened to, uh, I think, Marie Wilson. Yes. And I can't think of anything more heartbreaking.
1: Yes. For everyone. For everyone. For but everyone. it can be done through your private physician, yes, or it can be done through the usual adoption centers. Yes. Well,
0: the, the, they work together, you see, yes. because the Bureau of Adoptions will then come into the private adoption.
1: Well, I think that we have uh, given a clear picture of something that is a little different than it was a few years back. And I just wanted to talk to you about it today, Ruth, because I think it's very, very important that everyone should know that there are children available, and we certainly know how wonderful it is to have children, mm. any child,
0: mm-hmm. in our home. There's nothing like it. Thank
1: you very much, Ruth.
0: Thanks, Liz. You have
1: been very enlightening. I have been talking to Mrs. Milton Burrell. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.